0: I was just looking at the Financial Times this morning and they're saying that Zimbabwe could be close to putting the final touches on on an emergency injection of funds from the IMF. How possible is that today?
1: Look, it is possible, but uh, in in terms of financial closure, uh, but in terms of the medium to long term, um, it's not going to solve the problem. As, As you mentioned, it's an emergency rescue package. Uh, But the fundamental structure of the Zimbabwean economy and governance remain in in deep trouble. So it's going to move from one crisis to another.
0: How does the country run out of money? I mean, that's the way that the media is portraying it. Zimbabwe's coffers are empty. Literally, is that the case? It is,
1: because governments usually have two sources of revenue. One is tax revenue and one is borrowing. Um, And then... Borrowing, as you know, in, uh, Zimbabwe has not been able to borrow from the market for years, and the only source has been the IMF, and the IMF has uh, had all kinds of conditions attached. And the donor agencies that typically would have come to the rescue primarily from, from the West and more recently from China, they've also been held. They, they've run away um, completely. So uh, if you can't borrow and if your tax revenue... Uh, is only limited to paying the president and the cabinet and the army generals, then there is no other money for the rest of the public service.
0: The the ruling party, uh, President Robert Mugabe, ZANU-PF, today has said that, you know, this is being orchestrated by Western embassies and all of these protests are kind of artificially, you know, promoted by them. Uh, How much uh, of that allegation could we be able to test today?
1: All of those, the, 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 there must be a fact to, to this thing. The reality is that if government had money, they would have paid in time, and the Western and Eastern powers couldn't have any way to to make mischief. The reality is, even if these powers are involved, and I have no, I'm no intelligent <laughs> player here, you need the national intelligence to sort it out, but the reality of economic and financial side of it is that The government has run itself into bankruptcy, and therefore it is unable to pay for public service, and that is where the public servants are in arms. At the same time, some of the economic policies or trade policies that they have introduced borders on insanity, that uh, you deprive the the citizens from basic foods uh, just because it's you and come from South Africa. And you know you don't have domestic supplies. So these are the real uh, binding and critical factors that make the citizen upset. Now, whether the Western powers or Eastern powers use this fertile land to make more, uh, make more mischief, that I do not know.
0: Some are arguing about whether a bailout or foreign-directed injection of money from the IMF or World Bank would actually worsen the situation that that we see in Zimbabwe. Is there any merit to that argument?
1: There is a possibility. If the conditions are too stringent, um, it could actually aggravate. There are cases in the past that when the IMF and World Bank have put very stringent uh, conditionality on the use of the money, it becomes another uh, another complication. For example, they release one batch, but the condition is that you don't pay for the army, you pay for the health and education and for the food. In the meantime, the army doesn't get its money and start uh, selling a coup d'etat. I'm not saying the case in Zimbabwe. I'm saying in the past, such conditionalities have led to a secondary and a crisis and ramifications.
0: Uh, Dr. Bedinian Just, just referring to what you said at the beginning. Though, I mean, even if this was a possibility, it's it's a long run solution to put money back into the Zimbabwean economy. So, w- what's the stopgap measure right now to get those soldiers, teachers, and others in the public service paid?
1: Look, there is no other way. If the country has run out of money, nobody is prepared to lend them, and there is no tax revenue. The only safe source left is. Uh, multilateral institutions, and from all the multilateral institutions, the IMF is the one whose mandate is to deal with such situations. And of course, the IMF money, which is a loan, does not come without conditions. So we run into a circular situation. The government has has, uh, misbehaved in many, many ways has lost credibility with the nation as well as with the multinational institutions. So the conditions attached to such um, sort of emergency measures are going to be uh, more stringent than normal because of the lack of credibility of the government. And, of course, those conditions create more tension within the country. So I think we have a very, very serious situation in Zimbabwe that uh, it's, it's not just the issue; issues becoming increasingly an EAU situation, African Union, as well as SADC problem, and more specifically South African problems. So we need to collectively bring these institutions to, to bear and do something.
0: Mm, I mean, just quickly referring to that Financial Times article again, they suggest that Harare could be in arrears to the IMF to the tune of $111 million, that's since 2001, and could owe the World Bank more than a billion dollars. How much money would it take to fix the problems of Zimbabwe today, Dr. Abedian?
1: Um, my humble view is that Zimbabwe's problem is not a money issue. It is a political and governance issue. However much those in power want to spin it as uh, a financial issue, the financial issue is a symptom that has accumulated over the past decade and gone from that to worse, and government has lost credibility, not just internationally with the East and the West, but at the moment with its own citizens, which it is its power base. And therefore, uh, we should not focus on money because no amount of money will solve that problem.